Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You're still your car without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. At least that's in the house tonight. Podcast with Felipe Esparza and Rodrigo Torres, the Rod Man, the R <laughs> Torres, the, the Torres Rod, the Tory Rod, <laughs> De La Torre. <laughs> I changed my name. He went Hollywood. He went Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, man. What's up, everybody, man? We just we just got back from San Jose. Man, we were there for two nights. And let me tell you, man, I was tired, bro. Hey, I, I see. I didn't know you were tired because I was tired, but I wasn't trying to let nobody see that shit, dog. Another forty-eight hours, dog. Two days. I know you're tired, dude. When um, your hair just starts drying up. <laughs> <laughs> no, your hair just has a way of drying up when you're tired, bro. I don't comb it anymore, dog. I know you don't care no more. <laughs> we, we had uh, Martin Rizzo and Johnny Rocky on. <sighs> Super happy, huh? Hell yeah, Martin Rizzo and Lou Ferrigno, dog. They didn't want it to end, bro. Hell no, nah, fool. Took a, what, two days to drive home? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dog. It was fucking badass, though, dude. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You had the curl from Orlando. It was all happy. Oh, hell yeah, dog. So It was like four sold-out shows. Yeah, dude. Fucking crazy. Dude. We had more people than we ever had there, huh? Yeah, it was fucking packed, dude. I was, I don't know, but I was sweating up there. Oh, dude, it, was, it felt hot a little bit, huh? A little hotter this time, huh? Better start putting a little fan. <laughs> Then your hair is going to be going everywhere. Dog. Start playing with that monitor. <laughs> as soon as we got there, we were starving. No, as soon as I got there, we went to go eat sandwiches at um, Lee's. Yeah, you, oh, okay, because you got there the night before, though, right? Well, tell us, bro. You went to go see the play. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, the Paul Rodriguez play. Yeah, the how pitch. To, how to pitch a Latino sitcom where they would never make it on the air. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was all it could be. Um, it was good, dude. I just, you know, rolled up in there and from beginning to end, waited. Uh, you had James almost there, right? They gave him a prize or something? Yeah, he uh, showed up at the end. He, he actually, uh, they gave him an award before it started. And then, you know, he took pictures after. Uh, also, Eastside Morales, Bob oh, shit. from uh, La Bamba was there. Did he give you a Richie? He, yeah, well, hey, dog, can you give me a little Richie at the end when he took pictures of him? He's all, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool, dog. They were all cool, dude. But um, Who it, stole the show, bro? Tyler. Oh, my God. Mike Gomez. Let me tell you, dog. Uh, dude, everybody that's there is fantastic Tyler, and great and talented to the fucking, to the T. But, dude, Mike Gomez, dog. Leads. Leads um, from the Big Lebowski, dude, is amazing on stage, dog. His presence, dog. Dude, great voice, everything. And then uh, especially when he did that Vietnam veteran part, when he went to go pick up his brother in the play on the fourth part, dude, I mean, killed it. I mean, he killed it throughout the play. I mean, Paul Rodriguez killed it too. All the actors on there, dude, the whole, the, the entire cast, dude. But uh, it was informative as, uh, as, uh, as it was good, dude. And then, you know, he had a bunch of jokes in there too. And he gave props to everything from like Cesar Romero on the way up to George Lopez, dude. How many hangarons showed up? Oh, dude, the Latino, Latino community, Latino Hollywood was in the house. I feel like um, besides, um, uh, you know, let's, when um, Paul Rodriguez playing out there, I feel like all these people support horrible plays. Oh, that are, that are never as good as this, dude. Never. Um, and they never, uh, like, reach the height of it. And just like, uh, I guess, what you want? The content, dude, the material, dog. You know what I mean? They're always in a bunch of whack-ass Latino plays. It's dog. always, like, in your face to the man, huh? Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, this one was, dude, it was sweet. Subtle. It had jokes on both ends, not just on his end, on the cast. And uh, one cool thing was that one uh, actor played three characters, dog. That was cool, Which dog. one? The little, the little short one that played the exec. Oh, the he camera the guy. cameraman. Oh, yeah. And he played, yeah, yeah. He played Lisa mentioned characters. him. I think his name is Robert, right? I've seen him before. I've seen him in stuff before, He's dude. good. Yeah, yeah, that full head of hair, dude. He was badass. Um, it was great, dude. It was bad. It was badass, but uh, yeah, dude, all the schmoozers, <laughs> dude. Uh, you just see them. That huh? was the best part about the sh- the the schmo- Like it's like you saw schmoozers on the play, and then you see the room in real life afterwards. Oh my god! It was just almost. I know what Eric just almost did because I did a show one where Chi showed up. He gave an award, and that fool left on the back, bro. He didn't even. He didn't go outside dude. of that. He said that he disappeared. Gone, bro. <laughs> he was Boom. gone like a roach. <laughs> and I, I didn't know why did he leave. I want to talk to him, give him ideas. That's why he left. Because <laughs> he didn't want to hear my script. <laughs> he didn't want to hear my ideas. Dude, J- Edward James almost had that face like, it's time to go. That's it. <laughs> how many man? How many actors you saw that been on one thing there? Uh, there was a lot of them, dude. There was probably about 25 to 30 that yeah. you've seen once. You know what I mean? But still in the game, huh? Still in the game. Still trying to make it happen. Like, I don't understand. Like, we, we should have that guy from Blood In, Blood Out over here. Which one? Montana. Oh, dude. What was his name? Um, Santa, no, no, not Montana. His name is, oh, my God, dude. I'm drawing a blank right here. Montana. Uh, his last name, Montana, is a... But in the movie. In the movie? What is his name, dude? Because uh, Santana's uh, Edward James almost dude, in... Dude, Montana. Uh, uh, Montana? I don't no. know. He was a big, big shot caller. Yeah, yeah. El Metal Metal. El Metal Metal, but there was a name for him. That fool, he's trying to sell books. Yeah, because you, you met him one time when we were with the Hot Cheetos dude in the suite. 
right, at the Laker game. He should take blood in, blood out proud, bro. Well, I think he, I know he's searching for another thing to take him to, the, you know, like I guess not you have the Latino connotation or the like the, you know, like a gang thing or whatever it is, even though that movie is a fucking enormous classic. Because I know you asked him questions about it and he was like, yeah, but I'm actually working on a theater thing right now. Yeah, but we weren't about blood in, blood out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're working on a theater, but we weren't about chon chons. <laughs> We should get Chon Chong's one day. Oh, dude, he's available, dude. I told you the freaker did that uh, sound on that one thing, and he's all and all the actors and all the crew were all only asking him questions about Blood In Blood Out. Like, dude, that's an enormous movie, dude. I bet you everything he wanted, they gave it to him. Oh, dude. But yeah, dude. So I've been promoting this HBO special on September 30 all week. Dude, Translate dude, this. I did like five hours of nonstop press. Really? Today or yesterday? Yeah, man. Like I, from eight in the morning to twelve, I inter- I did like an interview every fifteen minutes. Really? So like four an hour. So I did like, fuck, twenty interviews. Dude, and then a I day? went and then I went to go do another one in person. <clears throat> I did two in person. I I was doing interviews like this, bro. Like I would talk to a person for like four minutes, and then another person will show up. And then another person will show up. And then another person. So I got like eight, almost like ten five-minute interviews all at once, huh? Dude, that's a grip, dude. Yeah, because the actor's name is Enrique Castillo, dog. Yeah. From Blood In, Blood Out, dude. Trying to get his name. Upcoming shows, ladies and gentlemen. February, September 21st to the 24th. That's this week. I'm going to be at the Houston, Texas, at the Houston Improv. We'll be donating half of the proceeds to a couple of charities, Houston Food Bank and Friends for Life Animal Shelter. So this is a good cause. And um, I don't want to spoil it, but. What's up? Anyway, so yeah, (laughs) Baby Bash might be there. Oh, shit. With a little box. So, um, September 30, my HBO special premieres at 10 p.m. Tight. 7 p.m. on West Coast. Also streaming on HBO Go and HBO Now the next day. Also, this is very important. This is exclusive What's Up Full Podcast news, okay? If you're listening to this <laughs> after this date, say you're listening to this a month later, this does not apply to you. Okay, if you're listening to this three weeks later, this is not apply to you. Okay, this has got nothing to do with you. But if you're listening to it now, before September 30, before September 30, okay, we're having a viewing party for my special. That's right, a viewing party with tacos, vegan tacos, beer, wine, churros, every. Desserts. The works. The works. And we have a contest where you can enter to win tickets to come watch it with us on September 30 when it premieres. That's right, man. It's time to give back to the people who laugh at my jokes. And and my one-hour special Translate This premieres on Saturday, September 30 on HBO. We're having a viewing party at All Things Comedy Studios in L.A. Do you want to come watch it with us? Do you? 
for a chance to win tickets for you and a plus one. Text Felipe to 44222. Text Felipe to 44222. F E L I P E to 44222. So Felipe, 44222. So that's the way to win tickets to the viewing party that we're going to have. And I heard it's going to be amazing, bro. We got, um, La, la veganza, we got like taco la veganza. No, we got we got um be, we're gonna use somebody else, and we're gonna have a lot of nice desserts. Hell yeah, dude! You know, maybe, maybe prizes. Bur and uh, we're gonna have. A, <laughs> it's gonna be a red carpet event, bro. <laughs> Bring your gowns, ladies. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a red carpet event. We might have press there, <laughs> or. Or pressure, whatever. So it's going to happen, bro. Hell yeah, dude. You're Congrats. excited, bro? Fuck yeah. Congratulations to you, dog. Thank you, man. You work very hard, dog. You can bring your lady, bro. <laughs> she got free tacos. <laughs> oh, like a cheap date hall, like sliding it in? No, it'll be badass, dude. Yeah, man. So everybody's going to know, man, and they're going to be like, um, why can't I go? Yeah, because it's a trip because people have been hitting me up. So have you seen the whole special? I'm on listen, dog. I'm just like you. I've only seen the trailer, and I'm not lying, dude. So uh, the trailer was fucking kick-ass, dude. Yeah, man. So shot. I met a comedian today. I did an interview, who? and I've I heard of him, but I never know him. Shout out to some comedian, Pat Gallego. You know him? Uh, I've, I've heard the name. Yeah, I young think, comic. Yeah, he's a friend of mine on uh, Facebook. He, he, he was making me laugh on the studio, bro. Why, fool? Because um, I didn't know who he was at first. So he, we didn't like, introduce because he, like, he just gave me a hug and big fan, whatever. They were talking, and that fool goes, yeah, man, I started off, then he said, yeah, man, I should do shows at Bastion, but I left him. <laughs> a lot of people have left him, Pat. The devil left him. <laughs> See you later, Doc. Yeah, man, he's part of the leftover crew. <laughs> oh, my God, you're killing me. Yeah, but you heard of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's on a radio station called Dash Radio. Oh, right on, dude, that's bitching. So that's good, man. You got yourself a little job, and you get to do stand-up comedy, and that's one of the best things to do about stand-up comedy. When you have a job, and you can do stand-up comedy. Hell yeah, dude. Especially on radio. At least you're still in entertainment business. Oh, that's what's up, dude. But posting up flyers that they're going to make a movie, you're not in entertainment business. <laughs> if you're not performing or any kind of, any part of the industry, if you're, if you're cleaning how, if you're cleaning the floor at Warner Brothers, you're not in a music business. We're working on a trailer right now. We're working right now. We just <laughs> look for funding. Hopefully, um, we'll, we'll get to meet is almost after this play, we'll, we'll, we'll corner him. <laughs> Enrique Castillo, dog. His name is Montana. Montana. Yeah, dog. Sorry yeah. about that interruption, that right? but nevertheless. But from Blood and Blood Out? Yeah, yeah. That's Montana. It. What did I say? Montana? Yeah. I don't know. Say, I think we, we all kind of like almost nailed it. But yeah, that's his name. That's a character name in Blood and Blood Out. Yeah, so I have more upcoming shows, ladies and gentlemen. Can I plug one show real quick? Yeah, plug it. Brea Improv, uh, Tuesday, uh, September 26th. We'll be there. September 26th? That's a, is that a Yeah Man show? Yeah, yeah. Little uh, Rodrigo Torres and the homies. All right. Who's on the show? Hey, <laughs> I eat uh, <laughs> Chinese food with tortillas, eh? Armando Cosilla. Uh, fucking uh, our next victim, Martin Rizzo and uh, Johnny Roque. All right. Yeah, man. October 6th and 7th, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm coming to Zany's. October 8th, Huntsville, Alabama at Stand Up Live. 
October 12th through the 14th, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada at the comic strip. Yeah, bro, I'm, I'm trying to take care of it, bro. I'm, you could do the passport, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm ready think, to go, I though. think you and I are going to roll. Oh, then that's what's up, fool. I'm down, dude. I'm trying to, I, I, I trying to get... I was trying to get Adam Murray, but so I'm going to pay for your own ticket. Yeah, pay for it. <laughs> got to sell the watch. Yeah, man. So bring your yeah, man. Tight, dude. Let's see who shows up. Also, um, October 20th, San Diego at Humphreys by the Bay. October 21st, Reno, Nevada at Silver Legacy Casino. October 26th, Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. That That's not a regular stand-up show, okay? That's not a regular stand-up show. That's a podcast show this is for all the all things comedy podcast festival the all things comedy festival hold on bro earthquake call terremoto terremoto heard you just you just struck mexico city what's up earthquake man i'm at the door my brother yeah, all right my at least they're gonna go get you all right all right all right terremoto Tight dog, oh, dude. He's a legend, dog. Yes, we got him. That's what's up, fool. But I found out his real name, Nathaniel. Nathaniel Strowman. Yeah, you see, dog. Like he, coming in this, here like a soldier. honorary discharge, bro. That's what they want to fight. <laughs> what happened? October twenty first, we don't know about Silver Legacy, and also, man, this is the All Things Comedy Podcast Festival. I'm doing a live What's a Fool podcast, and I'll be doing a short set on one of the stand up shows. They'll be putting together that night. Check out FelipeWorld.com slash tour for all the show dates and the rest of the year. Right and on. September 26th? September 26th at the Brand Prop. Uh, DM me um, for any. Uh, there's going to be a promo code. That way you can get in for like five bucks. And uh, yeah, man, fucking uh, please come out and support at the Brand Prop. Thank you so much, September 26th. People don't understand how much of a good deal it is to, pay, to actually pay for a comedy show at five bucks. Five bucks, think about it, people. What five, a bargain. Five dollars, you get to sit there and laugh. And then drink. You got some money to drink for the rest. Oh, hell yeah. I understand dude. people just go to a, fr- like, put it this way, man. I cannot see myself walking in to a free show and expect that shit to be good. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, dog. Dude, in your life, fool, anything that was free, dude, has it been like kick ass? I mean. Hell no. I went in line. It was hot. <laughs> No shade. There was no food. <laughs> the band sucked. They didn't even give me a free T-shirt, dog. No, man. Everything that I've ever been to that was actually free has always been bad. Or it's been a bad memory, too. <laughs> there's, no, there's never been a good memory of anything I got in for free. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's up. You got to pay a little bit, dog. Yeah, what happened, bro? They gave away toys, but we went in line for four hours. Fucking <laughs> e. toy drive, dog. Yeah, man. Toy drives are coming, bro. So you know what that's coming. <laughs> the, the comedy fundraiser scam, scam show. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that because a couple uh, weeks back, I was with, with the homies. You know what I mean? I'm the bigger crowd of homies. I, I, I like how you hang around with small people again. You don't get where you came from. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, dude, they were all saying like one of the biggest comedy scammers ever. Before they used to donate to a cause, now they want cash in the envelopes, dog. Fuck, fuck bringing toys. Cash in envelopes. Bro, I heard it. You know how they have those fundraisers, these comedy shows? Yeah. Pat Gallegos told me that he was doing fundraisers, right, for comedians. You right. know, and I think, shout out to Robert Morales. And anyway, so um, 
He said that um, what's his name is doing a comedy show fundraiser at the person's house. Damn, like so that. Like a, like a backyard show. So they scratch the venue fee. <laughs> Don't want to pay rent, dog. He, he, there must be a, a these guys must make a living, huh? Oh well, that's what it is, dude. But it's funny because one of those dudes that's like a promoter or a comedian and like you know puts on these events still lives at home, dog. With his mom, right? Yeah, with, his, with both his parents. You know what I mean? But nice big happy family. Like that, that must like. I mean, this is how if you're a young comic out there, you know, and you're listening to this podcast and you're doing open mic and you're doing these shows. I would say right now, man, if you do open mic. If you if you're a comedian that wants to be a comedian, okay, and you live south, if you live east of the one on one north, just say you you live past Boyle Heights, you live in West Covina, you live in Riverside, you live in Montebello. I'm gonna tell you right now, man, don't do those comedy shows in that area. Go over there to the comedy store and do shows like in Hollywood, you know, the Valley, you know, shows where are far enough for you to think about what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I know, huh? You can't do a show in Montebello and you live in fucking Montebello because you, you, you never know how bad you sucked. <laughs> you're going to go home and be home in 10 minutes. You're going to go like do a show in North Hollywood with um, Jose Ortiz, whatever that guy's name. <laughs> What's his name? Ortiz? I don't know Ortiz. The other chubby guy with long hair. Uh, Jose that. Chavez. Yeah. See him at Jose Chavez. <laughs> Here's the show in the valley. Going so you, you go do his show. You know, you go do his show. And then when you drive back to the to the valley, you to, back home, you realize, okay, this is going to take a while. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? You, yeah. you realize what, what you did wrong. We got Terremoto. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Tell him. Ladies and gentlemen. Let him know. He just came back from Mexico. <laughs> All right, because they wouldn't book me. <laughs> a window Mexico and fucked up Mexico City. You, you know it. <laughs> the only natural disaster that cannot be predicted. <laughs> no weather man can tell you until the month will come. Ladies and, and gentlemen, gentlemen. Let them know. We have. No, uh, by, only by coincidence. Got coincidence. Well, DC's? Southeast DC. You're right there, my brother. A legend in the game. I, I've been told. A legend, man. Please uh, put your hands together for the one, the only. Earthquake. Thank you very much. Rumble it, let it go. Rumble it, let it go. Earthquake. Hell My wife yeah. and I were laughing, thinking about it. Well, Felipe, you know you're gonna have earthquake after the Mexican earthquake, and you got our Mexican podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I just wanted to let them know I'm with them down there. Man, the first time we ran into um, earthquake was on the Southwest airline. Oh yes. yeah. We're sitting right next to each other, yes. and um, what's the name was there, man? He want to give you an autograph. <laughs> Tiny Lester. Oh, <laughs> one eye tiny. <laughs> one you, eye tiny. Remember you said made all that money, still ain't get his uh, his eyes fixed. <laughs> Can you cuss on this? Yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah. can't get his fucking eye fixed. <laughs> tiny, I said it. Tiny you know, used to come to my club and just scare people. <laughs> I know, but you were telling me like, look at look at Tiny sitting there with legs all out, feet all fucked up. Yeah. His Slave leg was feet. all in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Big old dinosaur foot. I look like he walked here <laughs> from Africa. <laughs> I mean, come on, Tiny. Pedicure never been in his life. Toes was awful. Oh, they were. Slave feet. He was wearing sandals. Oh, and had a nerd to show him. 
It looked like he was trying to escape in his tippy toes. He's supposed to take permanent socks. He should take shower socks. Porcelain is allergic to his feet. Come on, Tiny. Come on, Tiny. All this money you making. Can we get a pumice rock? Can you please soak your feet? Pummel them Keeping that money for them Vietnamese. They'll do it for you. Scrub them real good. Soak you. Put a little clay on them. You got Obamacare. Get your toes fixed. Damn shame. Making black people look bad. If you're going to do that, hide them. You the type of person need boots all your life. Even when you go to the beach. He was sitting there. I remember he was sitting there resting his feet. And Rodrigo walked up to him. Mr. Can I get your autograph? He said, no. No. So Tiny, you should be happy anybody speaking to you. Could I rub your That's feet? That's my boy. Oh, my God. I know he's going to hear about this, and I'm going to have to hurt him. <laughs> you know, he old now. Also, man, I, I, the, another time I was so happy when I got to hear you on um, Howard Stern, man. Yes. I said, man, because you, you had just done your special. And, yes. And my friend, my wife, Lisa, she's a, she's a fan of the show. Where your wife at? She's right there. That's your wife? Yeah, she's a fan of Howard Stern. Man. And then Howard Stern came, came in one week, and he goes, man, who's some Howard Stern, bro? I was uh, I can't really do a Howard Stern, but um, <laughs> it doesn't even sound like Howard Stern. But it he came a, in on a Monday and had you he on. He came a in on Monday and he yeah. said, "I just finished watching this, whole, this awesome special." He played it. He played a clip yeah. of it. He goes, "Then I was listening." He goes, "Man, that's earthquake." Yeah. Dog. Where you been? Now? You been sleeping, Howard? <laughs> yeah, he don't hang around the hood that much. Yeah, man. But thank God he was. He said he was laying in his bed and he turned on the HBO and there I was and he put me on and it was pretty cool. And then I, I saw I saw um, Earthquake and Clerks, and then he goes, hey, wait a minute, man. Earthquake just wrote his own lines. <laughs> that was part of your bit. You said that um, you were waiting in line. He goes, you have Mexicans back there. My food will be ready already. Yeah. And then, then they said, get a food back. And I said, why? Because they racist. I said, you can't taste racism. <laughs> that cheeseburger was not racism. Black people got to let it go. You gotta let it go. You gotta let it go sometime. I had to eat that cheeseburger. So how you been? Me and Wanda Smith. How you been, Earthquake, with all this clap, with the climate right now, with Trump in office? Hey, man, I've been good. I mean, this ain't the first white man that's been the supervisor in my life. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know why the rest of these black people are shocked. Like, all of a sudden, he just came. I always knew Trump exists. That's the white man I knew. I don't know these other ones they talk about. That's the white man I know. And it's not just his pigmentation, it's his mentality. The man that's not qualified for anything, but feel he knows everything. I mean, just because you're a businessman don't make you a great president. Matter of fact, we wasn't hiring a businessman. We were looking for a president. But that's where it comes. And, you know, I'm glad he became president because that shows what happened when you don't vote. And you ain't vote, so you got what you deserve. Had you voted, we wouldn't have had. And we was, what, 70,000 uh, vote shorts in three states. I do that in four states when they come see me. I should have grown <laughs> all my fans and moved them in them three states. We would have had a different president. Hillary going to write a book. What happened? I, this is what happened. Bitch, you lost. <laughs> you fucked up and sent us and got this motherfucker. He was, you was the only person he could have beat. Period. Hillary. Because why? America's not ready for a woman president at the end of the day. Just not. Women just weren't not. ready. Huh? Women weren't even ready. Yeah, women hated on them more than anything. Oh, hell yeah. You would a think lot of... when the first woman, all of them would galvanize and go vote for them. They're like, bitch, please. 
I mean, not her. If not her, who? She was the most qualified candidate ever. She was the first lady, so that means she know how it is to be the woman to the man. Eight years? Yeah, eight years. Hey, that's like when you have when you're going for a job and this is person qualified like a motherfucker. Yeah. Because there's other dumb motherfucker. But, but he, he knew somebody. But you could tell him how to do how to do the job. But he knew somebody. Yeah, this girl always gonna want to correct you. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell, that's how it goes, dog. Hey man. See a white woman go down like that. It was rough. But you know People are crying, bro. Oh man. hell yeah, dog. I don't know why they crying. I don't got president's problems. I, I, I'm serious. President ain't never laid me off. <laughs> I don't have president problems. I got city councilman problems, mayor problems. Why would you put landlord problems? Yeah, landlord. I got city council problems. Why would you put sweeping day on Wednesday so I got to move my car? Knowing Tuesday night is Taco Tuesday night, and I hang and get drunk. Of course I'm going to leave my car there past 8 o'clock in the morning, you bastard. Sweet clean on a day I ain't going to be there, like Sunday, when I'm on the road. Oh, man. I have used your line um, several times when people ask me about politics. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody was asking you about immigration and Mexicans, and you're like, you're like uh, it ki- that answer killed me, man. You said... I don't care what they do, man. I got my apartment. Yeah, I don't care. If it, what I told them is, I don't give a fuck how many people sneak in this country. I already got my apartment. Shit, just get your apartment. Let them come on in. Have you ever been up up in North Dakota? There's a lot of room up that bitch. You ever been to Kansas? You see all that land and shit? We got room. We got, got my room. apartment. That's just that's just my that's just my Caucasian friend. They gotta pick on somebody. They gotta. Huh? Oh. Huh? Yeah, hey, you, you see they ain't get nobody build that damn wall. Ain't nobody putting that wall up, man. Take too long. And homeboy said he's not. Even, he's uh, he's gonna leave some places where there's gonna be a fence. So what happened to that bullshit? Man, hey man, listen. Let them all sneak over here. <laughs> they lucky to have Mexico as our neighbor. Could be like China with a motherfucker that hates you on the other side. You got good workers all the time. This is what this country is built on. I tell people all the time, slavery was not about them feeling they were superior. They just needed somebody to build this fucking country while they was fighting the Indians. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I See, productivity. You see what I mean? Productivity. The white man is in the slum. Hell yeah, man. He can't, he can't pick Cossack and fight Indians. Yeah. He can't pick Cossack and out. coming up with shit. Dude. And fight yeah. the French. Yeah, and the French. Thank you, brother. <laughs> man, I know my history. Hell yeah. I know what's going on. How they say it in the ghetto now. I'm woke. <laughs> I, I like when the earthquake goes, man. You ever work next to a Mexican? He all work your ass. <laughs> yeah. Make a brother look ridiculous. Yeah, y'all Mexican made a motherfucker go to college. <laughs> <laughs> I work with a Mexican. He put up a roof in 30 minutes. I had to get out the truck and say, take a break, senor. <laughs> what you rushing for? We get paid by the hour, not by the roof. <laughs> we roof. <laughs> we roof. Take us. a break, senor. Take a break. Call your family. Check on your neighbors. Take a break, Don't senor. you take a piss or nothing. <laughs> And y'all don't have no job description. Y'all do everything. White lady said, look at them. Can you trim that tree? He was up in the tree. I'm like, get your ass down. We roofers. You ain't no gardener. I know, man. Every time I notice also when I used to work day laborer, yeah. like I get hired to do one thing, and then like the owner of the house will actually do other shit. Doesn't even got nothing to do with the construction. <laughs> man, can you watch my kids while I'm gone? Lady, I'm put, put this roof right here. Yeah, because y'all outstanding I'm a pool worker. cleaner. <laughs> They let my black ass go and hired another Mexican. <laughs> That's true about that, man, because I used to have a friend named Ronald Page, right. Coco. 
Uh-huh. Rest in peace. Every time him and I would go look for a job, they would like call me back and not him. And he was like, believe me, man, he was a very smart man. He was smarter than me, but more educated. Every job we went, they'll call him, call me back and not him back. Now ask him, man, how come they didn't call you back? You were more qualified. Oh, because I'm black and these motherfuckers here, I'm a, they're afraid I'm going to start a union and start getting more <laughs> money and benefits for these motherfuckers. Nah, they thought he was going to take extra breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but brothers are always more vocal like that. Mexicans were more uh, chill. Yeah, we already beat. did all our hard work, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know, right. Huh? Shit. Well, this, we our, nation, this our nation's capital is cotton money. The, uh, <laughs> the whole goddamn country is cotton money. That's how it started. Can you imagine what you could do if you had somebody else do all the work for you? You just sit around and just think of good shit. That's what slavery was. Allow them to sit on their ass and have us do all the manual labor. Then call you lazy. And then have the audacity to call me lazy. Hell yeah. Hell out of here. I ain't late. I ain't lazy. I tell them all the time, but I ain't leaving this country because I went to Africa. I like, ooh, I don't know who these black people are, but they could sell my ticket. I ain't coming back over here. This might be where we started at. Yeah, but this ain't where I'm gonna finish at. (laughs) They done already broke me. I'm I'm already house fed. How did you feel when you saw like the same type of people, but you have different feelings? I know when I go to Mexico and I'm walking around, I see my cousins, man. They're like, oh, really, man? You gonna fuck that chicken? You know, you're going to make that chicken, you're going to make that chicken fight that rat, you know? Really, we're, we're going to a dog fight? I'm like, I'm Mexican, but not like this. But, nah, Africans, um, they really don't like African-Americans. No? Yeah, they look at us like we made it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, shit, you could have been in bondage. Your grandmother, it ain't our fault. <laughs> Yo, they didn't catch your grandmother and great-grandmother. Don't hold it against us. I did not yeah, have they the do have a problem with us. Yeah, I didn't. I, I had a choice. Huh, hey. So I'm we were two, we met Earthquake on the road, right? Hey, in Frisco. You yeah. were co-hosting that radio co-host show. Co-host the radio show, yeah. Uh KBLX. Uh I do it time to time with them. We were with Mike Epps too. Yeah, y'all did the Mike Epps. Y'all was yeah. at uh cause y'all was at uh Tommy Hello, T. Orlando. Hey man, you married. What's going on? Oh. You got see you got your wife in here. You know these <laughs> thoughts are coming out. <laughs> what happened to Kevin? Why in the hell did he make this damn video, man? Do you think who? Hold on, let me just say this, and I hope it get back to my boy, because <laughs> I'm calling him and he ain't taking my call. <laughs> who in the hell told you to make that video? Second of all, you cannot be extorted unless you have something of value. In a video or whatever of me with another woman is no value. You can you you can show it to whoever the hell you want. I would never, ever, 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 ever confess to something like that. Ever. I just don't understand it. I just don't get it, man. I don't, I'm trying to find my boy and say, what the hell was he thinking? He'll be in a story for a million dollars. Ten million. Because I heard you can't even tell his pussy ain't that good. But listen, I'm sorry. Listen, if that's it, listen, man. Still, y'all missing the point. Tell us her thing. How can you be extorted if you don't have nothing of value? Scenario. I have a tape of me and you, and I'm going to tell and show it. Bitch, go ahead. Show it to whoever you want to show it to. I want $10 million. I ain't giving you $10. Now what? (laughs) Now what? Nothing. Thank you. Because supposedly, like, you can you can barely tell it's him in the video, I wouldn't right? give a fuck if I was there I, with my social security card, my <laughs> ID passport, my son right beside me. 
me saying my whole name with a tattoo I ain't got saying that's my mom on that motherfucker. It ain't me. I would have said it's and if we go, man, we, huh? I would have said it's Gruncho. Yeah. I would have said that ain't no way. Who people told him to get on his Instagram with 35 million people? Why do you think he did that? I don't know, man. Do you think maybe because nothing's cracking right now, let's throw something out and like make No, he cracking. Who is coming out, right? So what's, he coming out. so what's up with that shit? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. It's the dumbest shit ever. That's what I'm saying. Though. It's the dumbest. I don't get it. You validated the thought. Right. You validated. You gave her a platform. You authenticated whatever any said. You have allowed other people to ask you questions about that. The only person you supposed to have been talking to was your wife. Well, your wife. Go and tell I made a mistake. You, you. At first, you don't owe that to no public. You listen. I was not put on this earth to to live up to your expectations of my life. You have a problem. Whatever I do, did not show problem. You were entitled to that opinion, but you're not entitled to your fact. See, they would never. And if that, on top of anything. Wasn't enough? No. If that's to be, (laughs) you said he would sit there and got, they blackmailed him. And he had to give it up. If that's blackmail, I get blackmailed every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it just to beat TMZ at, at the punch? You can't beat TMZ. They're going to know what you did was authenticate. They couldn't show it. Right. Because they don't have no copyright. You can't just put that on. It would always be at the bottom and whoever showed up. You got enough money that you could squash it even anywhere. You the one brought it to the mainstream. You the one put it on that platform. And now is it a reason? You can't he, be extorted. Is the reason he did it just uh, get because extortion's against the law to get that chick in trouble with the law? Why the fuck you care to get her in trouble? Just don't fuck with her no more. You don't want what getting her in trouble. They ain't going to stop. It's going to be greedy women's all their life. Right, right. Opportunities all their life. It ain't going dis- to discourage them. In order Only to- way you're going to discourage that is do not participate in the motherfucking shit right. alone, period. And- it's it's nothing. To, you sit there. You were in the business. You allowed your people. To sit here and talk to you to tell you this is what you need to do. To hold up to this image of you being a happy husband and all. That's the only thing I think of. Right. Or it's something more than infidelity. Right. To invalidate that infidelity claim by that woman. Yes. I can understand. Listen. Bill Cosby raped 750 women. And you ain't here stating nothing. <laughs> Gave them all pills. <laughs> I was wondering why when I was going to the club, it was sleepy-ass women laying on the dance floor and everything. They said, Bill just left. <laughs> this fuck didn't, he done gave lemon shots to all these hoes and left them there. That's now so I'm weird. up here trying to fuck with a drowsy-ass bitch trying to get some ass and shit. Man, he fucking turned Bill, a, it, Bill he turned a, fucked it all up. He turned a partner to a sleepover. Yeah! But you ain't hear him drop a statement. Not worse He ain't Hell say no. nothing. Why? Not for one. what? That incriminates your ass, right? That incriminates yeah. for what? Now you got the girl out here done hired a lawyer. She done did a public motherfucking statement today, press conference. Who, Kevin Hurst? Yeah, the, the mistress. Shut up. Yeah, she out there talking about, I'm just here to tell you I'm not no stripper. I am a, a, a recording artist Whoa. and an actress, and I and need somebody teacher. to protect. I, I didn't extort anybody, and I didn't do anything illegal. Exactly. Kevin, you ain't do nothing illegal. Morally wrong, okay. Illegal, 
No. Fuck are you making a statement for? Never. And anybody listen to me now if you're on this level. Never, ever, ever allow another person to be on your level. You do not validate them. Do not step down. Do not give them a platform to be on the on the hard working you have did for your career. You never do that. Allow them to talk whatever they want, but you never stand on the same stage with them and validate the accusation. Fuck them. Fuck what they think. Fuck what they think. Let them do whatever they got to do. But you, you never even answer it. Man, my ignore game is outstanding. So we're not gonna nobody, I, no one can ever pop out an earthquake sex tape. <laughs> well, if you do, that motherfucker gonna be in seven different. Listen, I don't fuck that long. Okay, you understand little, what I'm saying? I'm just sna- letting you know. A little snack, snack. I'm telling you, if you got a full minute tape, it's gonna be seven different shades of sheets on that motherfucker. They're gonna say, "Why the sheet keep changing?" Because that was seven different times. Because it's that quick. I don't listen. If you ever there with a thought, why are you there that long anyway? Uh, you understand? You up there? You don't supposed to be sitting there hugging and everything. You come in there for your own press, your own selfish reason. I'm not here to satisfy you. I know. I'm a type of Man, anyway, my manhood is not linked or linked with my physical or sexual uh, performance. <laughs> I don't feel bad if it gone quick. You understand? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm out of here. You understand? I done left, yes, I done left hotel room so quick, they rented the room back out. <laughs> I was gone that motherfucker quick. <laughs> you understand? They checked that I'll do a new person. <laughs> you don't even got to change Oh, the don't. You ain't got to touch the sheet. It's that quick. Pop out. Boom. You saw, I did you, nah, I ain't wasn't even in there. I don't even like the room. Don't even get a charge sometimes. Not even, <laughs> that not quick. Even, not even Tyson confessed. Uh, huh? Not even Tyson confessed. Nobody do it. And he could have. Hell yeah. Nobody. Especially when you're talking about infidelity with your, you owe it to your wife and your God and your family. You don't owe your public that. That's what Eddie Murphy said, bro. Don't ever. Ever. You don't believe me? Ever, 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 ever. Your lying ass eyes. I saw you. It wasn't me. (laughs) It was you. It It wasn't wasn't me. me. I saw you. It wasn't wasn't me. me. (laughs) Motherfucker. It was. Eddie wrote that shit 20 years ago. It wasn't me. So you ever been cut in a situation like that before? No. Because I don't lie. I don't. When I was married, I didn't cheat. And when I'm dating and I'm into somebody, whatever the degree of our relationship, it is what it is. But I don't. I don't get caught. I never had my windows bust out. Never had no women run up against and argue. This is this and this. We always had an understanding exactly what it is. So I never get in court in that point because I, I don't play those type of games. I was got cheating. Both girls showed up to my house. <laughs> See? Dirty bastard. <laughs> You shouldn't lie. And I was like, wow, you got, you, my mother told. I, I was like, wow, you guys could have gave me a ride home too. <laughs> <laughs> my mother told me. My mother told me long time a woman can deal with anything long as she know where she's staying. And I learned that some motherfuckers can't stand for different shit. Certain people can. You just establish a where you at, what y'all relationship is, and you take it from there. And at the end of the day, you're looking for yes. So man, you'll find somebody to believe. I got a friend. D. Ray got two wives. Yeah. Motherfucker, and I'm me. talking about she. D. Ray traveled with two of them. Oh, both of them, they get along and everything. <laughs> I had him on my fr- uh, my um my Father's Day show, and he had both of them come up there. And I was like, God damn. 
and they walked all in, but I respect them. And I respect their understanding because they cool, ain't no sneaking your grown motherfucker. If you need to, again, I don't have that sexual appetite to fuck with two, three women. Because that's why I don't do a nage toi. Because if I got two chicks in the bed, one of them ain't going to be satisfied. I know, man. <laughs> so Somebody going to be disappointed. So D-Ray has two assistants then. Huh? Two assistants, they work for him, or they're just two girls? Who? D-Ray Davis. No, nah, them his women. Oh. No, nah, he don't hide it with that assistant shit. He goes straight with it, man. The young millenniums, they on a whole nother level. They sitting out there in the whole nine. But no, them are his women. Where's your two women, Rodrigo? I just yeah, need one, player. <laughs> I just need one, dog. Yeah, That's look it. at him. His women must be listening. <laughs> I just need one. I just need one, one too, right, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I'm not you one of those dudes up. that like. Lisa, you want a girlfriend? I ain't got it like that, dude. Lisa, you want a girlfriend? I'm good. I just need one to lick and stick. <laughs> lick and stick. I'm thinking about getting I a girlfriend you. for my girlfriend. Yeah, your wife. Look, your wife ain't even playing that. <laughs> a wife for my a, a girlfriend. She on the my phone. Wife. She might be looking for a divorce attorney. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying that right now with a woman with a phone. They'll find it real quick. Next time I see you, boy, you be in that moment opening up and closing your show. <laughs> I can't afford a feature or MC. I need all the check. That's the worst how when you break up with your wife. Not only did she divorce you, she's doing stand-up now. Oh, damn. That would be bad. That oh would be bad. But uh, ain't too many people can do it. So you never been busted cheating because you don't cheat, right? Nah, I've I never been busted cheating ever. Oh, God, no. Rodrigo? No. Hell no, I don't do that shit. I mean, I'm, I mean, there's no reason. Either, <laughs> I mean, either she is or she ain't. If she is, then I don't I don't need extra. If she ain't, then what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You, to get in that that have that narrative, you have to go in that situation and say, okay, it's me and you, and whatever the parameters of the relationship, you start from there. And if they change, then I'm the first one to tell you they change. Cause I don't want them kind of problems. Mm. I just don't want that. I just, just sitting there, just the most embarrassing thing is to have some woman sitting here and have the right, first, I'm not that type of person, had the right to tell me what I'd done wrong to you. And then I'm so, like to say now. Earthquake, on the, if you were on the runway, on the red carpet with cameras on you mm-hmm. and your, your girlfriend right here, mm-hmm. our, they walk up to you. So, Earthquake, what ha- Kevin Hart, what happened? I said... <laughs> He fucked around on his wife and made a stupid-ass statement. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Just that simple. And I, I, I was walking the red carpet on, during the Emmys. Uh-huh. I have an HBO special. And this is the answer they told me to give. Ask me. So what happened with Kevin Hart, Felipe Esparza? Oh, I think what Kevin Hart did right now was the right thing to do right now for his family. And I think Kevin Hart needs all the privacy right now to work this out. Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's a little too correct. Right? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Your husband over here selling out. The man done got into him. The man done got him. He ain't do that answer? That's me. Okay, what's the answer? What's the answer you told him? Been there, done that. Okay, I can fuck no, with that. No, but I would never, I, I don't, you know, all right. Let's go there. I would never confess on Instagram. Oh, hell no. That's, that's my life. It's my private life. You know, you, you let the whole world, like Earthquake said, you letting the whole world in in your business. Not you, and not only that, you give them the right to question you about it. Leverage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was at, went out to eat with his wife. 
and TMZ was there. They said, it's good, Kevin, that y'all working it out and everything. Say, thank you, man. Kevin, y'all went to you eat. What did you have? Did you have a taste of humble pie? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Damn. nigga, you just like, and you know, Kevin's small, so you can't, you can't even intimidate him. You're like a little... You know what I mean? He's Kevin, are you having guy. cheesecake or cheating cake? What? Yeah. See, that's the kind of shots you. you know, yeah, you'll get Nick, those shots. Yeah. You're gonna get those shots. You gonna you be going you're gonna be the mean. You're gonna be. There is nothing that justify making that move. You know what I mean? Career wise, whatever. Somebody gave him some bad advice. In my humble, you think opinion. it's a publicist? Uh, somebody Probably. in the circle, huh? I don't know. I don't man. know who he. Uh, that video was done, was done late, right? We've seen it Saturday. Huh? We've seen it Saturday, remember? Yeah. yeah. Whoever his publicist is, that bitch was no uh, on scandals. No Olivia Poe. Because that was terrible. But Jumanji's coming out too, though. <laughs> there you go. But, okay. and But see, that doesn't matter. Because this hurts him even more, in my humble opinion. Kevin's stand-up, his content is funny, but he's never been an overpowering comedian. His appeal has been he's personable. You yes. like him. He, he He's likable. He's non-threatening. You like him. Now you're fucking with your likability of your brand. Yeah. Especially with the number one consumer of brands, women. So that don't help. It just don't fucking help. The last thing you want to do is tell women you out this motherfucking around. After you've been broadcasting all along, you done found your rib and she the best thing ever happened to you. <laughs> Shit. Fucking around on his shot. Got everybody around with it with me. Ah, I can't call my bitch my rib no more. <laughs> the like rib it. is gone. <laughs> what got I'm going to say? Let me go back to she's the angel. Because <laughs> the rib is solidified. You probably out here treating just like his ass. Fuck the game up. <laughs> my rib just, yeah that's biblical you say you'd have met your rib and everything she went he went from going back to Man, my I'm rib to going you, back to the crib and he my friend yeah, and I love him to, to death going back to the crib with that bad chest move bad oh, bad huh bad chest move damn in my humble opinion bad chest move if you ever see me on that motherfucker um apologize it's a pistol to my head <laughs> It's a motherfucking pistol. The holy my It's kids. a gun underneath my nuts. <laughs> motherfucker says, say it. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everything y'all seen is true. Say it. Uh, 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 yes. I slept with that midget. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the area and I had the poker. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what I did. She was down there. Say it. <laughs> yeah. Raw on the first night. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> What's so full? We got an ad That's right badass. here today. Today's ad is um, Zip Recruiter. Are you are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? How Zip Recruiter is different. With Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to a hundred plus job sites with just one click. Then powerful technology efficient efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Zip Recruiter. You ever look for a job through ZipRecruiter? No, or but I will. I heard about it, Tape agencies? Zip is it. When you need Zip, because it's Zip is quick. No juggling emails to call your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one. 
place with ZipRecruiter easy to use dashboard. That, that's tough, man. I remember just going into a job, bro, and getting hired, just walking in and hired. They don't do that no more, huh? You can walk in and get a job at that no more, huh? Hell no. Tell you to apply on the internet. Like, I remember, I'll be knocking on doors, man. You need somebody to, to, um, to sweep, I'll do it. And they'll say, oh, yeah, man, how much <laughs> you want? Give me five bucks a week. Shit, I'll hire you. I don't I'll, put I'll, an extra two to it. I will do like eight houses <laughs> in one day. Yeah, I'm looking for your brother. What's up? <laughs> What's up, fool? Find out today where ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listener can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. And that's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash foo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash foo. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash foo. Zip Recruiter. You got it, bro? Yeah, man. You ever use Zip Recruiter? I will now. All right. Who Here's you hiring? <laughs> you can't hire no hoes. He, 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 uh, Rodrigo has a slash on a, he, uh, he did an exterminator on the side. So if you need some oh. roaches, you oh, got no, rats, no, no. spiders. I, I, I ain't Fleas. seen a roach for the last 30 what years. First, money, you were done this a money gig. been real good. So how, how'd you get started in comedy in D.C. or where? New York? <laughs> no, I was in the military for nine years. You were a sergeant. I, I, yeah, I and the war broke out. So I and told the, him the I The Gulf mind. War, right? You yeah. didn't want to fight? Yeah, I told him I don't mind practicing for war, but y'all fighting for real. So it's time for me to get the fuck on out. And uh, That was the first I, Gulf War? The... Yeah, the first one. They was fighting over oil, and I didn't a even Bush, have a right? Car. Yeah. Yeah. I said, man, you better send Exxon. That was a bad one, man. It was like chemical wars. And yeah, chemical man, and I loaded nuclear weapons for a little You dropped one. Yeah, I dropped a nuke. They, they, it was like, uh, it was a bro, they, that, that, they came up with that word broken arrow. Yeah. That's like, what, when he dropped the nuclear yeah. missile, they called the president. Yeah. Earthquake done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to get to a two live crew concert. I was too. <laughs> Now, I told you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stupid for the most. So mold. you dropped the missile? Oh, yeah. How? You had your backpack or what? No, man. You have to put it in the B-52, and I didn't follow the proper procedures off the checklist because I was in a hurry to get there to see them hoes. And uh, and the fittings didn't go, and it hit the ground. Everybody ran. I said, what the fuck y'all <laughs> You same boat. You can't outrun no nukes. So I just sat down and smoked a cigarette and wait for the police car. Did it break? Yeah. No. Um... Really, nuclear uh, weapons, nuclear bombs are more uh, um, safe, than, safe, safer than conventional bombs because there's so many different me- um, mechanics and mechanisms you have to do for it to unite, to get off. But everybody else didn't know that. The motherfuckers just scattered, pow, like roaches when the light came. <laughs> and I just sat there like, damn, I ain't even going to get to see my hoes tonight. Did you make You didn't make it to the concert? No. Because uh, at that time, the base commander come, they shut all the way down, they call the Pentagon, say we have a broken arrow, what you do, wake the president up, then they have to sit there, and then they rush all of us, you know, they have to debrief us, and then they take us to the hospital, I mean, to the hospital to draw blood and everything to see whether we under any kind of drugs or alcohol, and they draw my blood, and all they found in that shit was incompetence, so they just, <laughs> they just took me off the motherfucking plane and put me in the snack bar. Yeah, you, you just you just pass out all the motherfucking snacks to all the motherfuckers when they come back. But I ain't give a fuck because I'm a real G. That's one good thing about the military. They, they fight communism, they practice it. Because if you're an E5, you get the same money 
as an E5 that's loading bombs, as an E5 that's serving motherfucking donuts. So I don't need to be out there as long as you don't fuck with that check. So I was an E5 serving donuts, coffee serving motherfucker. And that's how I went down. Just who dropped a missile. A <laughs> uh, bomb, bro. So they woke up the first bush then, huh? Yeah, they woke his ass up. Somewhere my name is in the fucking Pentagon. <laughs> I'm telling you. Nigga. Making history. I made history. Is that how your name Earthquake now? No, man. It was Nathaniel Martin Stroman. Sergeant Stroman. To be correct <laughs> about the shit. And they was like, this motherfucker dropped it. And it was so funny about it. You know, um, the CIA and um, Homeland Security kept coming to see me. I'm like, what the fuck wrong with you? He said, every time we go into Iraq and into Al-Qaeda and Tora Bull and we go into the caves and shit, we see a picture of you. I said, what the fuck? He said, they be up there said, this is who we want to be. He dropped a bomb in America. We trying to spy to be like him. I said, motherfucker, mine was from being illiterate and just being incompetent, motherfucker. I wasn't personally trying to do with you, bastard. <laughs> I told him the truth, man. I just told the motherfucker the truth. I said, I ain't got no affiliation with them motherfuckers. You they dropped look up a bomb to me, on But me. I dropped a nuke on the United States, and they thought I was part of their group. Mine was weird. It wasn't for religious reason. You understand? I like pork chopping white women. There's no way I could be on that side. You understand what I'm saying? I had to tell him, no, nah, man, part of no goddamn Al-Qaeda kill myself. Shit, black man can't be no, we can't be no terrorists. You got to be on time with a bomb. <laughs> You understand? They have right there. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get a black man to kill yourself. I could just picture a black man trying to be a terrorist or a Mexican man <laughs> near the airport and he didn't want to buy a ticket. No. Can I use my miles? You <laughs> <laughs> the mall, then you call him. Today is the time. Uh, Bulo, we need you to kill yourself today. Motherfucker, go to straight the voice, man. <laughs> what was the first big show you did, Earthquake? Ooh. Def Jam or before that? I did Def Jam. I did I did all the shows. Uh Def Jam, Comic View, but the biggest show from a confidence standpoint to help out more than anything was uh, where I met Le- LeBron and everything. Uh, Lonzo Morgan always had uh, his fundraiser down in Miami when he was playing with him in uh, American Airlines Arena. Holds like 19,000. Damn. And uh, everybody, this and this one, Cat was Cat, hottest motherfucker out. Oh yeah, I mean, we we met Cat when he was Cat in the Hat, oh, yeah. <laughs> days ago. Days ago. Yeah, yeah. We 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 used to have a room in Montebello. We paid fifty bucks, and we used to book Cat Williams. It was called Cat. He was called Cat in the Hat. He used to wear a trench coat with a hat. Yeah, yeah. Cat a very intelligent brother. People don't know that. He's from the same town as Lisa, Dayton. Dayton, Ohio. He from Dayton? Yeah. Bitch snitched on me from Dayton. <laughs> when I was in the military, motherfucker told I stole a motherfucking camera. Tawana Matthews. A Kodak. Nah, man, it was back in the day. Snitched on me. I was in Okinawa, Japan. I, every time somebody say Dayton, I remember. I'm trying to find, see that motherfucker still alive. <laughs> Snitching ass. And what happened at that big ass show, Earthquake? Oh, okay. What yeah, happened was Cat was hot. He was, I mean, he was hot. This is what he was saying. Cat after the movie? Yeah, this All was the right. first time. It's first was, time he, I he ever was, performed. Was, yeah. He was, when he was, I mean, phenomenal. And uh, sitting in the green room, y'all know it as comedians. 
sitting in the green one, and I had to close the show because he had to leave early for whatever thing off of it. He said, I'll come, but I got to go on. Anyway, we sitting back in the in the green room, chilling and everything. Me, Steve, Harvey. Steve is hosting it. And you got all the, you know, the known groupies in there. Green room, you got the ball players. You all want to see the finest women in your world in the life. Just go anywhere, some motherfucker that bounce a ball, throw a ball, catch a ball. <laughs> I mean, something about balls, these hoes come to it. So anything. <laughs> <laughs> these motherfuckers are back here these fine ass niggas for all of this shit and we in there and you know you can't relax cause you ain't been on stage yet everybody else is cool but you ain't been we in there and all of a sudden you hear oh, 17,000 I don't know what this motherfucker's saying to him but the shit's so strong it's coming underneath the door like the fog <laughs> we're like god damn and they got the monitors up so, you know, <laughs> Steve, like, turn the shit on. And uh, he turned it on. Oh, this oh, motherfucker's fuck. killing. And as a comedian, what we used to say, oh, he's pissing all on the stage. Ain't nowhere to safe to walk. You're going to slip. Oh. And the closing part about it had uh, Dwayne Wade in the front. And you remember back in the day when Dwayne Wade had all his agility and everything, yeah. he used to fall all on the ground when he uh, when he shot. Man, cat mimicked that shit all the way through. Oh, 19,000 motherfuckers just hollering. Standing no gone. So these hoes start saying, well, the show over with. Ain't nobody going after that. either. close the motherfucking show over with. <laughs> and Steve Harvey was my man. That's why he said, my fuck you talking about. I got a motherfucker going behind this shit right now. Going to fuck all that shit you talk about up. Get the fuck you don't know what you talking about. Move the fuck out the way. I say, all right, bro. Good, thank you. <laughs> I guess he threw his fog. Hand him yeah, a pistol. I had to, yeah, man. And to not have no credits other than my talent. <laughs> to go behind do? that motherfucker. Of course you know how I did. <laughs> Come on, man. I want to hear an earthquake, man. Terremoto. I want to hear some fog. <sighs> yeah. He made it right. snow. That's your that's right. like fog. I'm doing like. <laughs> Like, like, yes, I never heard you could just, it's like we sitting in right here. It was coming underneath the door and you could just, it, it was penetrating to the point. You're like, what the fuck did this motherfucker say? <laughs> God damn. Did he set his ass on fire? The fuck, man. It was just it. So that's my most memorable, most accomplished part of my career. Part of able to sustain that and take it to another level with nothing credits of it, recognition of it in my talent. Fog. Sure. Fog, bro. It was that deep. Earthquake, <laughs> you were doing gigs where you couldn't find the promoter to pay you? Nah. Because I, I don't tell a joke without my money in my hand. Since day one? Day motherfucking one. You never yeah. did like open mic and that stuff? Well, I, open mic, I didn't look to get paid. But if we had an agreement, no, <laughs> no jokey, no money. Because it just didn't make sense to me. I'm already give you my product and then hope you, no. We have, give me my money and then we ask. I remember one time when you said it had happened messing with my agent and they said they posed a pay in and we posed a pay in with a person that we did. Because certain um, promoters, you know, they you done work with them a few times and you, okay. And 
Motherfucker ain't had my money, so I went to his office. Me, Chocolate, and the rest of them. We just took all his equipment and got in the limo and went to the airport. And he called me by the time my flight took off. But before last, before the, the Kings of Comedy, you were touring with them too, weren't you? Yeah, I was touring with uh, different each one of them. Yeah. yeah. I remember you were on the show, and I was like, Yeah. Right. But in the beginning, before they started... Before they started shooting well, a documentary? No, um, I never I never was part of the king of comedy of being on it. That was uh, Joe, I mean, Guy, and uh, the rest of them. I just individually toured with each one of them before. With DL, um, Steve, of course, and Sayed, we have done shows together. And uh, me and Bernie has never worked together, unfortunately. Bernie Mac? You was yeah. on Bernie, bro. No motherfucking problem. No motherfucking problem. Told me the best advice, gave me some great advice. When I was shooting my um my pilot, he said, uh, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. And he was sick during that time. On the CBS lot, he was carrying around this thing. And now I know what he meant. In other words, don't worry about it if it fails. Just do your best and let it stay where it is. Cause you know, when you get a shot, trying to be perfecter and listening to that motherfucker, being nice to this person, fuck all them. Put your vision out, put it down, put it out in the universe and pray on it and let it do its best. So you, you had a pilot deal and all that? I, man, I done had, ooh, I done had eight developing deals. Well, so I just had one and I'm feeling bad that it didn't get picked up. I had eight. Eight, bro. <laughs> eight, eight, like, so you had one every year for a while. Yeah. What's that like? We kept the money. The problem with that, and it's different for the one that I'm doing now. Oh, you're doing another one? Uh, yeah, I'm doing another one now. Um, is once you pitch your story, you sell the story, then they pa- they partner you up with a writer that used to do this and that. And then they say, yeah, I get you, I get you. And then they bring you back the script. You're like, no, nah, that ain't what it is. And you tweak it. Then you turn it in over to the studio, and then the studio say, well, if you just change this to this, make your brother a gay brother. You're like, well, I really don't have a gay brother. But if if I put the gay brother in, I'll be very, you know, I have some investment in it. And I could see it going farther. It's like dangling your dream in front of you. And they're like, all right. Then they put it to the next part of the studio, to the network. Then the network said, well, maybe you had a white cousin. Well, I don't have a white cousin. But if you put a white cousin on there, I think we could really do it. Okay, put the white cousin on there. And then by the time all of them put their hands in it to put it in there, your concept of your show is nothing which you imagine it's supposed to be in the beginning. And then when it fails, first thing they tell you is, Quakers the motherfucker had eight goddamn development deals and ain't none of them come to fruition. When they don't tell you is, none of them motherfuckers was what I originally had when I sold you the bitch. Is that what, that what Paul Rodriguez said in his pitch? Yeah, they pretty much just change it up. Dude. Yeah, they yeah. change it all up. They change it. So this deal, what I did was, I'm just going to bring you the finished product. This is my vision right here. I don't need you, 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 none of this. Sold it to you. You love it. I'm going to bring it to you already in. You don't like it, I'm going down the next street. But we will not have these motherfuckers right here telling me who should be in it. Here's the finished product. 
That's that's what Bernie Mac I said. Don't be afraid to fail. Oh, the whole like Paul Rodriguez said. Uh, Paul Rodriguez had a play right now called the pitch, and one thing he said was that listen, man, when they get you the writer, if you complain, they call you a complainer. Exactly. You don't want to be a troublemaker. And then if you agree to it, when it fails, they put it all on you. Exactly. And, and that's not even fair. No, it ain't a fair game. But you got to understand too. It's one other thing. You know, it's your dream, dog. Yeah, man. You you close to being on network television. And you have a person that's able to provide and say, man, I got the perfect writer for you. They brought, listen to me. They had motherfuckers with the Bill Cosby. This motherfucker that worked on Bill Cosby. This the motherfucker that worked on this show. And they sitting there. You know this motherfucker don't got you. But no, he has, you know, you know this it. motherfucker ain't got you. He, he just looked at your tape last night. <laughs> yeah. You understand? I saw you on YouTube. You're fucking awesome. See, that motherfucker <laughs> need to get out the office. He need to get the fuck out the office. For you real. Know, get him out. But you're sitting there. You done picked up the 250000 You done already spent that shit. So you're like, all right, fuck it. I'm trying to get on. You know what I mean? So you're sitting with that bullshit. Like, all right. So you go to dinner with this motherfucker. You fly him all the way. I done flew motherfuckers all the way home to D.C. so they could be able to surround them, my family, to get the concept and everything. I got it. I got it. You get that wow. shit back. That shit get back. You're like, man, this ain't it. So now you're back in here writing again. This is what it is. Now you get the problem. What Paul said. Now you're difficult. Are you going to be the difficult. star or are you going to be the writer? See, yeah. you can't be both. You can't be both. You can't be both. Because, see, you can't write it and star on it at the same time. Listen, motherfucker. This is my life. So you have to talk to him. And you're just sitting there. Then you become difficult. But that's a fear to fail. You allow him to go. I was afraid to fail by allowing that bullshit to go. They'll throw in crazy shit. Like, they'll tell you, like, okay, man, how about your neighbor with a vampire? Yeah. They be <laughs> saying all kind of shit. Your you need a neighbor that's a vampire. Or a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> what about a talking dog? Or a bear. Motherfucking. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got no talking dog in no ghetto. Ghetto. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Talking dog in that bitch. They'll do something uh, yeah. stupid, like, or like, just say, how about if that ghetto blaster speaks to you, give knowledge? Exactly. You got it. And they be telling you this late at night. And your dead father talks to you. Yeah. Yeah, in the middle. And that's where you go. Man, if you don't get your goddamn Starbucks coffee drinking ass out my fucking face. Oh, oh and, and they show and they, and they show up with a blank paper ready to write down your ideas, but they don't ever use, use none of them. Or, or you go into that big meeting, the same person, they already said, I, I saw your shit. You're hilarious. The other person who said, I just saw your shit, you're hilarious. Once their boss shows up, these motherfuckers are not laughing at anything till the boss laughs. Oh. They forgot how funny you were now. Oh. And they sit and around that bit and the table read. Quiet too. Forgot about how all that ass they did, all that, all that ass kicking they did, and they wait for the boss to laugh. Yeah. Then they agree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. I say I don't think the shit funny either. This bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. I remember being at a show and they wrote all my jokes for me, right? And then uh, they, they got mad because I complained. I said, like, all right, um, I'm just gonna ask one question. How many times can I say up there I didn't write this shit? Oh, that's funny. And they got la they got mad, bro. And they went to go rewrite more jokes. Yeah, you have to take it. But they got hurt, but you know what? Something you gotta hurt people. Nah, because it, you have to. If I'm I can tell anybody, is that, well, I'd rather you. be 
labeled difficult than not to allow somebody else to play with my opportunity Eight. or wow. dictate my opportunity. So label whatever the fuck you want to lay. Difficult, hard to deal with, whatever. But at the end of the day, you're going to find another goddamn job as a writer. Am I going to find another shot to get on goddamn TV for a sitcom? And this is my deal, ain't yours. I had to have them arguments all the time. Who fucking deal is it? Be Next up thing I writers. know, I was getting a call. We're not going to further your project. Be switching up those writers like hoes, huh? Hey, man, I'm just trying to get on. And see, getting on now, okay. if, if I just feel strongly showing it with my vision, how it is, did it enough, knowing what it is, I can, I can, I can, I can live with that. I can live with that, but I can't live with the other way of the process. And I wasn't going that way. I can't go that way. And I don't see how, no, with all due respect, and I don't want to say it in a negative way, I think that even happened to my good friend Marlon. Have you watched this show? No. Watch it. I saw a pilot. Yeah. 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 They brought that in. That, that's the first time they brought a show late in the season, huh? In the yeah. summer. So that means that a better worker is gone. Yeah. And I watch it because I support, with all due respect, anything that's black. They can put anything. a black man on that motherfucker for 30 minutes just as a dot. Hell yeah. And I'm DVR and they're playing it <laughs> all the way through. I'm just saying. I'm just, I, too, I, I understand. I don't I, give a fuck what it is. If it's black, I'm on it. Me too. If it's Mexican, it's a car chase, put on Channel 5. They're chasing Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, man. You, I, I support. Very and I watched man. on it. I, it. It is. Yeah. I, I noticed that nobody has ever said anything bad about you that I know of. It's always been positive. Maybe I'm hanging with the wrong people. Nah, you hanging with it. It's just who I am, man. <laughs> Even Tommy T, he's like yeah. a son to me. Yeah, from Tommy, that's my man. Oh yeah, I love earthquake, especially when make those bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he don't even have a clicker. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. And people say that to me all the time. Like Quake, you don't count all the people on the thing off of it. You don't. You don't count all the people and everything. And I just had one simple, and now I'm already underpaid. So an extra $200 ain't going to change my motherfucking life. I'm already underpaid. It's motherfuckers out here making a quarter of a million and a million dollars a night telling jokes. Wow. And I know they ain't better than me. So I could give a fuck about an extra 20 or $200 or $300 in the club. Count it on that point. I'm underpaid. Because if it's a comedian out here getting two to four to five million dollars a night, Fuck I care, I'm only getting I'm making twenty-five thousand or forty thousand or fifty that I'm making and I pose to made fifty two. Give me my fifty and I need to keep on concentrating how I get this goddamn five million. Get no time to be arguing no club member over club owner over no two hundred fucking dollars. Nickel man. and diamond and shit on. I'm already underpaid. If fifty thousand is the limit, then motherfucker, then I'm gonna sit there and get look for all fifty. But if it's five million being made, fuck I care about the fifty. So no, yeah. I don't go in there with a clicker. Yes, I get ninety-five, eighty-five percent of the door and the rest of it. Sit down there, I can look and tell how much it is, plus the mind with my eyes. But no, I don't have nobody clicking and this and that on it. You don't have no comps to come in my show, and I can look from the stage how many seats are available just all visual. And I knew my numbers, I go. You might get two or three motherfuckers in on me for fuck it. It's to the game. 
Hell they yeah. do that sometimes. You, know you can have the two to three. You sneak your like, bitch in the side, man, or stand around by the ice box and see yeah. the show. <laughs> Give a fuck. Like if Earthquake sells out a show, right? For example, fifty of people don't show up because of accidents or, or hurricane or Some those people, those fifty people ain't gonna show up. They resell it. Yes, and they don't get them as cut. Nah. That's a trick that, that yeah. we can't even complain about. Yeah. It's like a known I fact that we have to accept it. Yes. They buy the tickets, and for whatever reason, they don't come. They resell you got to cut off cars, and they resell the tickets. And they I don't keep, even go get and that. And they keep the 100% from the that. They keep the 100%, and they don't give it to me. And if we complain, we're difficult. Yeah. Well, see, I have a different mentality there. God damn it, I'm trying not to fuck with you no more. I don't want to fuck with the mistress. Where's the main bitch? <laughs> Got no time yeah. to be talking to this side hoe. <laughs> Club is a side bitch, man. Let's <laughs> do what we doing. You understand? I told you I'm quick with this. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm getting it, and I'm gone. No emotions, no end. Don't care about that, man. I I'm going to drink your liquor. I'm going to eat your food. I'm going to do my jokes. I'm going to pick up my check. And we work for that weekend, and I'll see you next year. I tell you, do it, bro. Like, I understand how some comedians they want to go have dinner with the owner. Play golf go play and shit. Golf. Hey, hell no, man. Get out of here. I don't want to know you. <laughs> I don't, this, no. Pet the dog. No. Feed the fish. Like, hey. Like Lunell said, man, I don't want to go hang out with you. What if I twist my ankle? I can't do the show. Lunell. <laughs> <laughs> it's my girl. I just did a show with her in El Paso. Was that Chingo Bling? No, it was a theater. Oh. Uh, Oh, I don't know. It was a nice theater down there, true. The Abram Chavez Theater. Yeah. Man, exactly. let me tell you, man, I, I remember doing that show, man. Yeah. 40 people. Woo! It was sad, and they were all scattered. Woo! <laughs> it's tough out there. It's a big room, huh? That, man, we did well, though. I got their ass, though. I got them. I the, got them. Did you see the wall? Fuck no. There's a wall right there. That's like, uh, I'm not going to see the wall, just like I'm not going to Alcatraz to see a jail, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 the fuck I need to see? Fuck around, slip, and push me out this bitch. No, sir. <laughs> fuck you and the wall. I don't need to see no shit like that. He asked me that bullshit. Want to go see the wall? Fuck no. Fuck, I'm in San Francisco. Want to go see Alcatraz? Fuck, I want to visit a jail, for. Get the fuck out my face, man. Drop me off. You have shows coming up? Yes, um, Friday, uh, no, Saturday, I am in uh, Detroit. I am at the Fox. Please come see me. Uh, I got to do a cruise for uh, the Jazz, uh, Capital Jazz with uh, um, Earl Clue. That's all next week. I'm going on tour. You will see me on, uh, you can hit me on Instagram at The Real Earthquake, and you'll catch all my dates. Um I'm going to be there, and I think I got a couple of more motherfucking shows I forgot about. I'm going to be in Houston with uh, one of the chicks that didn't make it to Destiny Child with the money. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the first <laughs> She's opening up the show. So after <laughs> she opened up the show and I closed, I said, boy, I know she really got to feel real bad about that shit. You got kicked out the group before it blew up. <laughs> it's like, show their own, show their own fuck, back called Beyond. Fuck with your ex bitch and she hit the lottery. You know, yeah. I didn't really mean to say you wasn't shit. <laughs> Let's also, get back together. Quakeshouse.com, right? Quakeshouse.com. You can get me on there or Instagram at The Real Earthquake. And uh, Real Earthquake on Twitter, too. Come you have a show, too, right? Every weekly? You have a show? Um, I'll be on, um, no, I don't have a show. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I'm on the show called In The Cut. Yeah, it's on the Bounce, cut. yeah, so yeah. on Bounce TV. That's a black, uh, 
television um, station. So please call your local provider and say you want some black people in your life. Bounce TV. You got movies coming up? No, don't have no movies. I did a couple of movies, man, but I forgot the name of them because the check ain't cleared yet. <laughs> so I don't like the problem until the check cleared. But, but you, so you do have another development deal this year? Yes. Congratulations. Okay, yes. It works out this time. Hell yeah. Oh, um, I think so. I'm, I mean, I'm, we, we, we're good. We're going, I mean, we're shooting it this time. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I'm shooting it, and I'm going to turn it over to them. Okay, I'm good. doing it um, myself. What I'm doing is they funded it, and I um, um, ben, um Bentley Evans, which is uh, the producer that produced um, Jamie Foxx show, Martin Lawrence, and he has the show that I'm on, In the Cut, and he has like four other TV shows on um, on um, Bounce TV. We're um, collaborating right now to do my show, and uh, we're at the uh, we writing the script now. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get to that today. And uh, we're going to have it already shot and uh, shoot it and then um, sell it. And then, God's will, you'll see me in New York um, in May at the Upfronts. What's up, Fool? Do you got any questions for Mr. Earthquake? No, nah, man. We covered it all, man. Thank you very much, man. Badass dude, man, on the stage. Oh, thank you, person, man. Dog. Thank Living you. Living legend right here. It was man. a pleasure, man. Like and a that soldier. Motherfucker. My dog. <laughs> Let the Lord use you. <laughs> That's what you know. Oh man, you are the man. I love you, man. I love you more. Brother. I know. I remember one time we were in the airport, and then I didn't even have to ask. I sent someone to your show for you. Yes. Yeah, that that guy wasn't the Italian guy. Yes. Which one? The one from from, from the Tempe Improv. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he hooked, yeah he hooked me up. Hooked you up. Yes, he did. This is, this is like Louis the Thirteen. That's that stuff that Snoop Dogg smokes. You can smell how strong it is. One of the best thing I had my before I get up out of here, I had my own um, radio show in New York, WBLS Afternoon Drive, Quake House. Quake, yes. You ever and, thought about putting your name on a marijuana brand and getting paid and calling it the Quake, the Quake Kush or the Earthquake Sativa? I was thinking about it because that would be good. I got right? kids, man. All right, never mind. I fuck around. My son smoking my Kush. I, <laughs> I, I can't discipline. Hope you enjoy that, man. I'm going to try as soon as I get off the air. All right. But that was one of my highlights of my radio. I got to smoke with Snoop at the job at the station. Hell yeah, yeah nephew. It was good. All right, man. Thank y'all for having huh? Thank you very much, everybody who showed up. FelipeWorld.com. I'll be in Houston this week. Half of the proceeds will go yeah. to, to the food bank in Houston. And Improv. The animal rescue. Yes. Improv. I saw you on there. I live in Houston too. All right. Yeah. And um, follow me on um, Instagram at the Real Earthquake, and we're good. Thank you yeah, very man. much, man. I love you, brothers. All right, too, man. Louis the Thirteenth. Right, keep shining. Yeah.